morning, or should I say good afternoon, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good afternoon to those in the world that are not of Christ. This episode is going to be called Inheriting the Kingdom. And why is it called that? Because I've been sitting here talking with the Father, and it's very interesting, really, because there's a guy called Derek Prince, who used to be a Bible teacher, many of you know of him. He died back in 2002 or three. Fantastic Bible teacher, a real anointing on that man. I mean, he was a highly, highly educated man, um, professor level, but actually a teacher of professors. And he was saved during the Second World War in the British Army. And he had a fantastic testimony. Go on YouTube, look it up. But he was talking about, it's one thing to enter the kingdom, but a completely different thing to inherit the kingdom of God. So you can enter, when you come to Jesus and you become saved in him, you can enter the kingdom. But to inherit the kingdom is a totally different ballgame. So Jesus said in John 3, 5, you must be born again of water and spirit to inherit the kingdom of God. So when you look at what Jesus is saying, and then you look at John 15, if you abide in Jesus, all right, John 15, John 3, 16, look, John 3, 16 says, whoever believes in the Son of God will have eternal life, right? This is a good one. For whoever believes in the Son of God will have eternal life. So you must believe everything that Jesus said in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John is true, right? What he says in Revelation is true. And what he says in all the other books from the old to the new is true. And you accept every word and you don't judge it. You don't deny it. You accept it. That's called believing in Jesus, right? There's a lot of people out there that I met at a motorcycle meet and they don't believe in John 3, 5. They don't say that we have to be baptized in water. We can receive the spirit as they did in Pentecostal, Pentecost. Um, in Acts 2, Acts 3. Interesting, because I say to people, Acts 2, Acts 3, that was unique to Peter's ministry, all the people that were baptised in the Spirit. That was unique to Peter's ministry. Why would Peter's ministry contradict what Jesus says in John 3, 5? It wouldn't. Jesus is your chief commander. I've said this countless times. You take orders from him. If he says do something, you do it. If he says don't, you don't. This is John 15. If you listen to what's being said here, if you abide in me, you listen to me, you follow me, the Father will prune you and add more to you. But if you don't abide in me and you don't listen to me, the Father cuts you off and throws you into the fire. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that sounds like someone's being cut off from the great vine, Jesus, the family of Christ, and thrown into hell. Very simple stuff. So it's important to understand that if you, this rubbish that I've heard over the years, um, if you say this prayer, you're saved. Where does it say that? Then come across that once in the New Testament. It doesn't say that whatsoever. If you, um, it's once saved, always saved. You can't lose your salvation. Well, read John 15, you know, the 5 2 1 talent servant. Just read the New Testament. You'll see that you can. You can veer off the path. Many have, right? And I was in a church on Saturday. Many in there have in entered the kingdom. But there's many in there that will never inherit it, inherit, inherit the kingdom. How do I know that? Because sometimes I'm standing there and I see things in people the Lord shows me. I don't judge them. I'm just watching and observing. I'm not judging, I'm observing. And the Lord shows me the characters of these people. Most of these people will not even get to heaven because of their heart. There was a guy called Paul Washer stood in front of a massive stage. He's a Calvinist, but he's very direct, but I'm um, and he said most of you in here will not ever go to heaven or eternal life because of the hardness of your hearts and it's true people's hearts are just too hard 
They don't want to give in. They don't want to repent. They don't want to follow Jesus. They think being, being part of the church that you're going to go to heaven. Where does it say that in Scripture? He's so deceived. So deceived. So here's a story for you, right? And the Lord just give this to me. So there's a man who's got a big house, lots of land, and he has three sons. But he can only give the land and the house to one of his sons. So which one does he give it to? So the story is that he, out of the three sons, the one son he gave it to was the third son. Because the son listened to him, loved him truly, followed him, took care of his house when he was away, did the chores, did this, did that, and respected him. And the father saw honour, respect, trustworthiness, decency in this young man and he gave him the house and he gave him all the lands his other two sons didn't get it because they're out drinking with their mates getting drunk with their girlfriends you know doing things that lads do right but they had no interest they thought they would inherit it because they have a right to it because they're blood relations of god they have a right to that land that the father was split it three ways he didn't he said he gave it to his um youngest son because he was the one that was listening the most it's not about his age the fact is he was the one that was shown interest and respect to his father. So that's you, really, when you think about that. Which one are you in that three? You might say, well, I'm the third one. Well, are you? Because make no mistake, there's a massive majority of Christians that are not going to heaven. They are right now devoted. They are serving the Lord. They are, well, some of them think they are anyway, right? They think they're following the Lord, right? And on judgment day, Jesus is going to say to them, I don't know you. This is Matthew 25 and on. Read it. Read the New Testament. I meet so many Christians that talk about the Bible. They don't even read it. How can you talk about something you've never read? There was a guy I heard online. He was preaching, right? Not once he quote any scripture. I wonder if I was there in front of him. Tell me where it says this. Tell me where it says that. He wouldn't know. Then you're taking scripture out of context. That's what the devil does. Guys, I'm being serious. This is something that you know how serious I am. I talk about this a lot. You know, Jesus is telling you to do things, you've got to do it. He says in John 3, 5, you must be born again of water and spirit. I don't really see how you love him by dishonouring him and not doing as you're told. And people say, well, it's all about love. Okay, well, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. John 14, 15. So if you love him, you'll obey him, right? If you really love him. People, oh, I meet so many people in so-called Christianity and they run around, it's all about love, it's all about love. I met a guy at a motorcycle meet on Sunday and he says, all about love, all about love. This is a full-grown man, and he sounds like a soy boy. And I'm just, what, what is a soy boy? A soy boy is a man who lacks complete masculine qualities. Just go and Google it. It is an insult, but it's a fact, because that's what men have become today. We were talking about this yesterday. I was talking this with a six-year-old woman yesterday, and she agreed. The men today are like, like a version of between a man and a woman. This is not normal, and you'll see it. But they, they want to remove all the masculine qualities in men. They've made that clear for the last 20 years. They're doing it by poisoning the food supply, the water supply, and so on. Anyway, what I'm saying is, he was like a, not a little girl, but he was like, it's all about love, it's all about love. And I went, really? Where does it say that in the Bible? Well, Jesus is love. He is. But he, God became flesh. God came down and from the heavens gave up all of his power, walked in flesh, and suffered on a cross for you. A man was murdered. Let's get this straight. A man, my father, someone I love, Jesus, my king, my friend was murdered on a cross so I could live. Do you know, when I start thinking about that, like on Saturday when I was at this church, I start speaking in tongues when everyone was singing. I didn't get the vision in my head of what Jesus did on the cross. I start breaking into tears because a man was murdered for me. That's how much he loved me. 
So if you really love Jesus, if you've had the experience I've had by visions and dreams and seeing the blood of Jesus pouring over you, or rather me, right? But for you having the same thing, you'd know what I'm talking about. You would masquerade around as a Christian because that's what a lot of these people are doing in the biker group masquerading around as Christians. Look at me, I'm wearing a t-shirt. They got all these massive big um, bike jackets on with a massive white cross on the back. Why would you have that on your back? Why are you trying to tell the world that you're a Christian? It's like they're trying to rub it in the Muslim's face. That's not how Christians do things. This is not how we do things as Christians. We blend into people and then we walk as an example. And people say, what is it about that man over there? What is it about that girl over there? There's something about them. They're so loving. They're so kind. They're so genuine. They're so decent. They're honest. They're trustworthy. They're straight-faced, not two-faced. I want to be like that person. And you ask him, what, 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 why are you like that? Why are you like that? Who are you? I'm a Christian evangelist. I'm a Christian teacher. I'm a Christian preacher. Right? I'm just a Christian person. I love Jesus. Jesus has done this to me. It's all thanks to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He is the only way, the truth of life. And he said, no one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. It's amazing, really, when you think about it. No one gets to heaven except through Jesus. And he made that very clear. Those who don't believe in me are condemned. John 3, 18. These are things that I don't hear people talking about and it's all about love. It's just hypocrisy, it's stupidity. You know, I just put it down to masquerading false Christians running around t-shirts on. And I'll tell you this straight up, what the Lord does a lot, he sends me in to meet these people to challenge them on the spot and they fall flat on their face. Most of the time they walk off because they're so convicted, right? Because you're literally running around using his name and blaspheming it. And he does it in a sense that, not all of my ministry, a lot of my ministry is that, um, I come to women, I come to children, I come to all sorts of people and I speak life and truth into their hearts but I've got no problem telling you that if you don't repent of your sin you're going to go to hell and I've got no problem with that because that is a fact, that's the truth, that's what's going to happen to you if you are not with Jesus, you are condemned, you're finished he said this from his own lips, do you Christians actually preach that to people? no, I bet you don't, a lot of you don't because you don't want to offend, well I don't mind offending because there's no law against that and even if there was a law I still do it that's the end of it. What Jesus says comes first. And if you can't accept that, then I'm sorry, you need to question your walk. This is the problem, see, guys. Who said in the Bible that it was going to be easy? It's Jesus or nothing. You have to make a choice. And if you're the sort of person that compromises, like a lot of them do in the church these days, oh, it's okay, it's all about love. Well, I'll tell you this, right? It's the same mugs that actually went and took the COVID-19 vaccine. The same people will say when the mark of the beast comes out, it's all right, God knows us, he loves us, Right? Read Revelations 14, verse 9. What happens to those who take the mark? And this is Christians in front of Jesus. Read it. You're going to be shocked because a lot of people I've spoken to about that have been shocked. All right? Make no mistake. All right? Serious business. Especially to those who add and subtract from the word. Adding to the word, subtracting word. Read Revelations 22, verse 18 and 19. A big warning. This is what I said to someone last week. A big warning. Be very careful. So, inheriting the kingdom, going back to what I said, the most important thing is to inherit it, inherit, is totally different from entering. You've entered via the gate to Jesus. Now you've got to follow him. This is John 15. You walk after him, you read the word, you pray, and you just keep him in your sights. You're going to make mistakes. No one's perfect. Certainly I'm not, right? But if you keep him in your sights and focus on him, you'll get to heaven. But if you don't, 
and you just do what you want, but you won't. And you have to keep believing for the rest of your life. Do you understand, don't you? You have to keep believing everything, that everything he said is right. And you have to believe that everything he said throughout the word of the Old Testament and New is correct. And you do it. Because in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, Jesus has 234 more do's and don'ts. He took the law higher, right? He said, if you look at a woman lustfully, you commit adultery in your heart. You haven't touched the person yet, but you've already touched them in your heart. So he took it to the next level. That seems a lot higher than the Ten Commandment law, doesn't it? You see, guys, as an evangelist, I can take this really high and people don't like it. But this is my ministry. And I've got a job to do and I'm going to do it, whether you like it or not. The bottom line is this, are you, question mark, following Jesus? Because there are millions that say they are, but they're going to hell. They will not be going to heaven. The Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, they're completely deceived. They are not Christians. They blaspheme God's name and dishonour his name, especially Jesus and what he did on that cross. Right? And I've got no problem challenging them. Parts of the Catholic Church in huge hypocrisy. There's people in that church that do love Christ, and they are Christians. They're just caught up in that system. Right? But I don't take sides. I'm not a Calvinist and not an Arminius. All this rubbish when people say, well, what side are you on? I'm not on the side. It's not a football team. You know, it makes me laugh. You know, I met this biker again, another one on Sunday. He says he went to this bike, Christian Bikers Association meeting. He says it was just like a big social gathering. There was no preaching. No one was talking about Jesus. Well, if I was there, I would be. And I guarantee I'll be uninvited. I guarantee people would want me to go because I've had it before. I'll start preaching that gospel, Jesus Christ is Lord, pal. I'll say it straight to a Muslim's face. I'll say it to a Buddhist's face. I've got no problem with that because it's the truth. And if you really are a Christian, you'll have no fear whatsoever because you know you belong to the Most High. You are a son and daughter of the living God. And that's why you have so much faith and trust. But I meet Christians that don't, and I'm just wondering, are you actually even following Jesus? You're probably not. Sometimes the Lord has even told me, this person's not with me. Imagine that. What do I say to that person? I can't say anything to them. Because it's not my business to judge. It's not my business to judge that person. You might say a lot of the things you said, Steve, are you judging? No, I'm not. There's a difference between observation and judgment. And the problem is in the UK, a lot of people lack good, old-fashioned English education. And this applies to most of the world, especially in America. People don't understand what education is anymore. They're very uneducated. And they did a, a test on this, and it's actually true that the education level from the 1950s was so much higher than modern today in 22. Even though people have degrees, it doesn't matter, right? The education standard is far, far lower now than it's ever been. The way people pronounce words, it's terrible. Terrible. So, my brothers and sisters, I just want you to remember that. To enter the kingdom is totally different to inherit it. You only inherit it if you stick with Jesus. If you stick with Jesus all your life, you follow him, you listen to him through the spirit, you, uh, you change in your mind, which is a renewing of your mind. I did a podcast on that before. And you're going through sanctification in the image of Jesus, you'll get to heaven. If you're not, you're going to hell. Finished. Right, let's pray. Lord, I sat here this morning, Lord, and you've spoken to me about this. And it's so important, Father. Pray for the people who listen to this, Lord. Understand that to enter is totally different to inherit. I pray they meditate on that, what Jesus says in John 3, 5 and on, Lord. I pray they listen to everything he says. They do what he says. They apply the things through the Spirit. They listen to the Spirit who is a guide, a helper, to walk after you, Lord Jesus. I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, none of us are perfect. None of us are special in any way. Even though we have special callings and for specific roles, 
You know, there are men on this earth right now. There are men on this earth right now that are apostles. And the word apostle in Greek and Hebrew means a man sent by God for a specific role. Because in English it means something different. Father, pray that people encourage one another, support one another for your glory, but not theirs. Because we're not here for legacies. We're here to glorify you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father. Amen. God bless you all. Bye.